Today, every day, small cap investors visit Agoracom knowing this is the day to discover the world's next great company, to have their dreams come true. That's why I take to the open road, to find them, to tell their stories, to engage them, to bring them to life. Because they want to connect with you from your office, your phone, your home, anywhere. Agoracom, find your dream. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives right after they put out important news. And trust me, this is one of those episodes. With us today, I'm happy to have back Peter Pascali, President and CEO of Pyrogenesis Canada, but with him as well for the first time, Massimo Dettilo. He's VP of Pyrogenesis Additive, as well as VP at Sales at Pyrogenesis, the company, for those of you who knew the story, Trades on the TSX Venture Exchange on the stock symbol PYR. Now, a little quick summary. Pyrogenesis is a TSX Venture 50 company. They're a world leader in advanced plasma processes. I'm not going to tire you out with what that means, but this is what it results in. First, the company has contracts with some of the world's biggest companies, including the U.S. Navy for aircraft carriers. Their titanium powders for advanced 3D printing have received major orders and was actually uh, nominated as Materials Company of the Year based on that product. And their dross right system for maximizing metal uh, recovery from waste has generated significant success in India and around the world. But today, we're here to talk about two press releases. First, the U.S. Navy moving forward with a two-ship buy valued at approximately $12.5 million U.S. That contract is imminent. Second, a mutually exclusive partnership agreement with Aubert and Deval to supply plasma atomized titanium powder, we'll get to that, to the European, to the EU uh, additive manufacturing slash 3D printing market. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thanks, glad Thank to have you guys. Uh, Peter, I'm gonna start with you. You know, it's been your show at Pyrogenesis. Before we get into any of the numbers, any of the contracts, how are you feeling about Pyrogenesis right now? Because you put out two or three press releases, three press releases in the first 10 days of January that most small cap companies would envy if they could do it in a year. How happy are you uh, with how the year started off for Pyrogenesis? It's static, George. I mean, uh, things couldn't have been lining up better. Um, as we alluded to in our press releases uh, in the fall, this is what we thought we were getting, heading towards and, and we managed to pull it off. And that's one of the reasons why I have uh, Massimo here. Uh, he heads up our, uh, our Pyrogenesis Additive Group, but he also heads up our uh, business development group in uh, at Pyrogenesis. And uh, instead of me being excited all the time, I thought I'd bring in the guy who it's all happening under his under his uh, under his uh, management. So well, Massimo, we're finally discovering the secret weapon at Pyrogenesis because we did, we knew it wasn't Peter all on his own. So welcome to the show, and I'm oh, thanks a lot, George. Asking you a couple of questions. It's a compliment. Yeah, yeah. Massimo's done now. Bye, Massimo. Ciao. <laughs> Peter, but let's get to the non. We, we wake up in the morning, uh, George, and we pinch ourselves. It's just so good. Everything's lining up on all the business lines. We're very, very, very happy. Ecstatic, actually. Well, I've been doing this for 23 years. I've never seen the company get off to this kind of a start from a business development side in the first 10 days of January. So let's get to these agreements. Let's start with the number, the ones that have sales figures involved. The yeah. first one, the U.S. Navy, you're announcing that that order is imminent because you're advised by the U.S. Navy of a $12.5 million contract for two systems on two aircraft carriers. 
What first, what does that mean for the financial position of the company to have an order of that size coming in? Well, uh, George, it's the largest order uh, we will ever have penned. It's for two aircraft carriers. Um, it's going to take about 12, 15 months or so. That's what usually what it takes one aircraft carrier. Uh, so we're going to be doing two at the same time. So add on to several more months to that. So all that money is going to come in within that period of time. It gives a, a real solid base from which to work from. And it, take, it de-risks the company significantly over the period of time that we're looking at right now, which is the 12 to 15, 16, 18 month time frame. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, because that one contract alone pretty much dwarfs uh, annual, some of your annual revenue announcements in the past, correct? Uh, just that, just that on its own. Our avenue revenues over the past several years have been between five and seven million dollars. So just that, that alone is 12 and a half over more than a year, obviously, but still it's a significant portion of the revenues that have already been locked up. Let's talk about the reputational side, because I've got to imagine that there isn't more of a due diligence process on this planet uh, than the U.S. Navy. So on the reputation side, not just with the U.S. Navy, but for your entire business, what does it mean to get repeat orders for U.S. aircraft carriers of this magnitude in your other businesses? Well, it's, um, it's, it's, it's very significant, George. As you can well imagine, the U.S. military has some of the highest standards, uh, performance standards that you have to meet. Uh, it's not good enough that you can do it, but you have to do it the way you said you're going to do it and on time, et cetera, et cetera. And within the, uh, the military group, the U.S. Navy has the highest standards because they operate at sea and they don't have the luxury of, you know, of, of, of being near a base uh, or having being able to, uh, to to solve problems readily solve problems so if you're on the US uh, aircraft carrier you have to uh, perform to these higher standards now you can imagine that the aerospace industry is similar and Obert and Duval uh, which we're going to talk about um, uh, momentarily uh, targets the aerospace industry for, for our titanium product line and uh, given that we have the history and the experience of dealing with U.S. military and the U.S. Navy year in and year out over many, many years, over many, many contracts, and we're actually specced into the design of the aircraft carrier, gives these players a lot of comfort that we, you know, we, know, how, to, we know how to perform uh, to these most demanding uh, standards, performance standards. So, George, it most certainly helps us establish credibility uh, with some of the major players in the marketplace. And as I believe well, the reason why we're able to pen, uh, over the past several months, we penned two uh, uh, partnership agreements, if you will, with multi-billion dollar companies. And I think this speaks to, 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 to the reason why we, we perform to the, to the high specs. We've proven it out year in, year out. We've got repeat orders from the US Navy. Uh, I don't think you can say more to that. Than I Mossimo, Mossimo, since you're in charge, you know, your business development over Pirate Genesis, what does, this, what does this do for you on the reputation side with companies that you're talking to, that you're specking, that you're prospecting? Uh, because I've got to be thinking, because of due diligence, the greatest in the world, uh, that the, the, re the rest of your customer perspective, customer base, correct me if I'm wrong, are they thinking, hey, if they pass the due diligence of the U.S. Navy to operate their, their, their plasma torque technology on U.S. aircraft carriers, then they're probably going to pass ours. Does that... Am I right in that that significantly maybe shortens the, the sales cycle for you when you can show this kind of track record? It's 100% it's correct. As a matter of fact, um, uh, as you know, we're ISO 9001. Uh, we were certified a while ago. 
Um, and we were able to achieve that because of the internal quality control standards that we have uh, to be able to meet the exacting standards for the US Navy. Uh, that being said, last year we announced that we also achieved AS 9100D um, and the work that we did prior to that for ISO 9001 uh, helped us significantly to basically uh, uh, shorten the time frame to achieve AS 9100D, which gives us tremendous credibility in the market, uh, which ultimately uh, was appreciated by Obert and Duval. Um, so it definitely helps us. Peter, the second press release you had, it's amazing how this one I think got lost completing the fog because the size of the other two agreements was this, you award a million dollar plus contract for a 900 kilowatt plasma torch system in Sweden. Okay. So outside of the dollar signs, which again is great, great way to start off the year. What's the significance of this plasma torch process in Sweden? What, what are you guys doing there? So uh, basically, uh, George, you hit the nail on the head. It's, uh, in any other time period, this would have been a huge news release, but it's got lost in the noise with respect to other things we're doing. It's, uh, it's significant, very significant, George. What, this is, uh, what we've been uh, contracted to do is develop a plasma torch uh, for iron ore pelletizing. And what iron ore pelletizing is, is taking iron ore and concentrating it so that it, you can transport it uh, cheaply, less expensive. Oh, okay. The process, the current process uses using diesel burners and diesel burners use fossil fuels and therefore are not environmentally friendly. What Sweden has is a, um, a, uh, a policy to have um, carbon, neutral. Carbon, neutral, carbon neutral environment. Right. So this group has been engaged to find ways in which they can um, meet those standards within the iron ore pelletizing industry. So we're very confident we're gonna develop a torch that does this well, what's interesting is we have our patented torch being applied to a, a, a country's problem to deal with the uh, diesel torch, torches, uh, finding, uh, sorry, replacement for the diesel, diesel torches in iron ore pelletizing. Now, uh, this has uh, ramifications across the, uh, all over the world. This, they're doing iron ore pelletizing all over the world. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Say, there must be other iron ore companies that have the same issue around the world that want to transfer their iron ore. So essentially, you've made them more efficient and you've made countries more environmentally friendly. So, yeah, what are the ramifications for the rest of the world that, that have iron ore produced? Well, we can just duplicate it in other, uh, in other places where there are iron ore pelletized. In fact, um, we're, we're in discussions already with companies uh, to, to co uh, copycat this, this, this torch that we're developing in their, in their particular uh, uh, space. Which, and which competitive advantage do you think is, is stronger for these companies? Is it the fact that you're able to reduce their transportation costs by pelletizing the iron ore, or is it the fact that you're making them uh, in this carbon, you know, in this very, in this carbon tax environment now, is that you're able to reduce their, you know, their, their carbon liabilities? Well, um, iron ore pelletizing already concentrates the iron ore. So whether you use it with a diesel to uh, burner or a plasma torch, you get to the same end result. Okay. The big advantage with pyrogenesis, there's some cost advantages, but the most significant thing is you're doing it in, a, in, an, in an environmentally friendly manner. All right, so I'm looking forward to seeing, because you know, Canada is the, is the epicenter of mining and resources around this world. So hopefully we'll be hearing something. I, I, can't, I know I can't prod you with that, but hopefully we'll be hearing, we'll be hearing more about uh, you know, this, that system around the world with other iron ore companies. Let's hop over to O'Baron Devout. There are no dollar figures with this press release, but arguably, Peter, 
I see it as potentially the biggest news ever. What excites you uh, about this exclusive partnership agreement with them? Georgia, what doesn't excite me? Um, they're a major player in, in the atom manufacturing industry. Uh, they have a long history in supplying um, uh, powders to the automotive uh, uh, aerospace industry. Uh, they have a uh, significant distribution uh, uh, distribution that we can tap into. They have boots on the ground. They, um, what really is interesting is the um, exclusivity, the exclusive nature of the contract. Right. We cannot supply titanium powder into the marketplace, uh, and they cannot sell competing powders. So, so this speaks uh, volumes to the quality of our powder and the credibility they've put into us as a powder producer and as a company that can meet their, uh, their goals. Uh, for them, it's very, very significant actually, uh, George. If you look on their website and you look at all the different out of manufacturing um, metal powders that they, they supply, there's a void in a particular segment. Yeah. And we fill that void. And I'm not suggesting that this was the entire reason why they're, as soon as they announced it, the market cap of their of the company went up 75 million euro, which is about one and a half times our market cap. Um, I think you know wow. there's probably there's other factors obviously going into it, George. But uh, arguably, uh, analysts uh, who follow Albert and Duval um, probably saw that this void was now filled, and they extrapolated potential you know sales from it and business uh, new business from it, and that's why it affected their market cap. So this is very significant for us, and then. Well, uh, so the question, that begs the question then, is plasma atomized titanium powder, and I'm going to get to uses for that in a second, but I want to talk about Colbert and Duval first. Is, is it that difficult for a company of their pedigree, 100 years old, multi-billion dollar parent company, is it that difficult for them to create uh, that they needed pyrogenesis uh, expertise? You know, why, why was that void there in the first place? It's a yeah. great question, uh, George. Great question, actually. Um, there's a few ways to produce powders for additive manufacturing. Now, titanium 6.4 is a little bit unique. Um, it's a reactive material. And basically what that means is when you heat it up, it wants to react with oxygen. Um, that being said, plasma has demonstrated that it's the gold standard for producing specifically titanium 6.4. Uh, perhaps other manufacturing methods are good for other materials, but specifically for titanium 6.4, plasma has demonstrated that it is a gold standard uh, for producing powders of quality for additive manufacturing, for aerospace, for biomedical, and other industries also. Now, gents, devil's advocate, for people who are listening at home, they can see the excitement watching at home. They can see your excitement. They can see that this means a big deal. But the one thing I'm sure is probably happening is you have people asking, what's titanium atomized powder? So... You know, and, and, you know, it's not something that people touch and feel every day. They don't run into it, that's for sure, unless you're in these, uh, you know, high-level manufacturing uh, industries. So yeah. give everyone an idea of home, what is it, what's it being used for, and why are they so critical to the companies who actually need it? Sure. Yeah. So uh, another great question, George. Um, conventionally, in manufacturing, uh, you remove a material from, let's call it an ingot, right? So let's say you want to make a bracket. Uh, you basically buy or pay for the, for the, for the whole bra uh, ingot, and then you remove material to basically come up with a bracket. With additive manufacturing, it's a reverse. You're putting material where you need it. 
Now, that being said, you need powders that are fully dense uh, and spherical so that you can produce parts that are actually strong. You want dense, strong parts. Right. Uh, with additive manufacturing, we're basically producing, um, when you say plasma atomized powders, you can imagine small little ball bearings, tiny micron-sized ball bearings made out of titanium 6-4. And it's basically the ink in the equivalent of a printer. And you put the material exactly where you want it. Um, to uh, essentially produce parts that are either, it could be a bracket for uh, aerospace industries, it could be components going into uh, engines, for example, a fuel nozzle. Wow, so they're critical. These are real critical parts. They're critical parts, and uh, in the aerospace industry, for example, they call it buy-to-fly. So how much are you paying for that part you're producing? And with additive manufacturing, depending on the part, you're able to produce it in a more cost-effective fashion. So it's more economical to go the additive manufacturing route. Um, also, in certain cases with additive manufacturing, as opposed to producing uh, multiple parts and assembling them together, with additive manufacturing, you could produce that part in, in one process, one step. So you're able to have uh, uh, more complex parts being produced more effectively, and it also allows, allows designers to uh, incorporate more complex features to make these, uh, these parts more efficient, more effective um, for the uh, aerospace, biomedical industry, or other. So how big, uh, Massimo, maybe you could speak to this or either one of you, but how big, so Mass, how's the big, how big is the market right now, right? For, Great. for these powders. Uh, yeah. uh, how, how, and how big is it going to get? In other words, is this just the beginning? Are more and more companies adapting 3D? I'm going to call it 3D printing, even though I know the official term is added manufacturing at those high levels, but for people, is 3D printing only going to get bigger and bigger in terms of these components and parts for the aerospace, military, all those industries. So where is it now? How big do you think it's going to be 10 years from now? Uh, it's a very, um, um, I'll answer in multi-steps. Sure. Uh, it is definitely growing the industry. Additive manufacturing has been around for a long time. Uh, in a commercial aspect, however, you could see that over the past 10 years, it's grown significantly. You're seeing uh, major corporations basically adopting it and trailblazing a path really for, for, for the industry as a whole. Um, we're really at the beginning of, of, of this sort of adoption. Um, as far as materials is concerned, uh, referencing some, some articles that, uh, that um, are known in the industry, uh, right now it's in excess of a billion dollars, and that basically okay. is both polymers and metals. Uh, currently today we're seeing double digit growth year over year. And really, this is just the beginning. It's just the beginning as uh, more powders are being introduced to the market and more players become familiar with additive manufacturing. They're gonna then basically bring it in as a complementary manufacturing method to conventional manufacturing methods. So we're really at the tip of the iceberg here. I'd agree, uh, George, you can, you, can, you can imagine it's a process that not only does it reduce the cost of making parts in particular situations, but it opens up a plethora of design opportunities that didn't exist before. When you're designing something one drop at a time, uh, you can design in wormhole tunnels that can cool uh, a piece for cooling, where before you couldn't, right. you couldn't manufacture that. Um, so it's a very exciting time, and as Massimo says, you know, it's just, uh, it's just the tip of the iceberg. We don't see it letting down at all. And it's already a billion dollars, for what you guys are thinking. It's already a billion dollar market. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm glad you guys brought that up because, look, even me, I think I'm guilty of thinking that the 3D printing or, in this case, added manufacturing market is for, you know, specialty items, maybe for product design where you're, you know, trying different things. But it seems to me, and I guess for everyone watching at home now, that 
additive manufacturing, the aerospace, military, all these industries are going after in Europe is actually a production line. It's full production of products. It's not just specialty one-offs here, here and there. That's correct. And Peter, let's talk about the quality of your product. Um, the powders were already good enough for you to get this mutually exclusive partnership with Oberon Duval. Uh, and that the crazy part of this though is that your your powders are only going to get better, uh, you know. But your your product is clearly superior, else you wouldn't have been able to sign a mutual use agreement with them. So, you know, where does the product go from here? How can it get even better than what it is today? Wow, George, that's a that's a loaded question. Um, well, let's look, let's look back over history. We invented the we invented plasma atomization. Uh, we were the first to make plasma atomized titanium powders. Uh, we got out of the business and now we got back into the business. And in the short time frame where uh, we've dedicated our resources to uh, making powders for 3D printing, um, we, have, uh, we have improved the way we have our particle size distribution. So there's little to no waste. Uh, we made significant improvements, what I'm saying. Uh, last year, we were nominated... Um, a materials company of the year uh, and in, in less than two years or so we've actually yes. teamed up with a very conservative uh, well-regarded uh, company in Obert and Javal. So I believe we've, we've we've hit all the buttons properly. Now yield and production rate are two key features within the process that people have been trying to tweak over and over and over and over again over you know and to varying levels of success. Well, George, we're back in the game. And um, as I've said in the past, and we, we, we do what we say we do, uh, our goal is to increase the yield and production rate to a point where we can make even the cheapest metal economically. My goal is to actually improve the process, continue improving the process so that if let's say you have a competing process, and you have it in your facility, very close by, so there's no transportation costs. It's like, I predict that Pyrogenesis will, in short order, be able to produce powders anywhere in the world and transport them to you at far cheaper than you can produce them using somebody else's technology at your facility. And that says a lot, given the fact that you've only been back at this for two years, you've already had this great success with Albert Duval, nominated materials company of the year uh, of the year last year all sorts of other great successes so i, I can only imagine what it, what it's going to mean in terms of where you're going to be two years from now with well, don't just imagine what we've been doing on our own now that we've partnered up with somebody like Obert and Javal, lots of doors open up but uh Massimo, this question might be for you the the thing that people are thinking of at home right now because i am is when do you expect first sales out of this relationship. And I know you, I'm not asking you to pinpoint a specific date. I know it doesn't work that way, but I'm going to inject some of my own business, you know, uh, knowledge here and say, if it was a product that was missing in the Ober and Ober and Duval lineup, uh, if the market cap of the company, of the parent company increased by $75 million the next day, and maybe not all of it was due to this relationship. I have to imagine gents that as soon as this agreement was signed, the first thing your partners did was call up, everybody all their customers and say we now have this that i have to assume that right well, uh, that's, unless i'm wrong that's, that's why i brought massimo off the difficult questions because he answers it wrong you go to jail i'm i'm, 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 I'm not listening <laughs> so, 
So they must be calling basketball. What does the sales cycle look for something like this? It's obviously not, uh, you know, the day after it's on Amazon. You're not shipping titanium powder. Well, uh, it's going to accelerate our, our sales process. Um, I think what's important to understand is that um, um, with any sales process, there's a qualification period, meaning we supply powders to our clients and our clients go through, I mean, considering it's aerospace or biomedical, they go through a very stringent qualification process. Sure. Um, so the first step is to basically get, you know, uh, to ensure that these clients, mutual clients, uh, qualify the powders. Uh, we've already, so we've already established that we produce a quality powder. Uh, we've already been in contact with many players in the industry, uh, with Alberta Duval having a global network uh, and boots on the ground and already have a lot of credibility in the industry. It accelerates the process for us. It brings it brings a powerhouse along with us to basically uh, bring our powders, a uh, customer facing in aerospace and biomedical. So we do expect sales in short order. Uh, that being said, uh, we can't provide that specific type of forecast if it's going to be uh, in a quarter or in two quarters, for example. But we do expect it in a much more accelerated fashion with Alberta Duval as opposed to going it alone. George, if I could just add, um, when you look at the union of Pyrogenesis and Alberta Duval. It's very interesting because Ober Duval has a, a menu of, of metal powders they are providing to the industry. And, and so they're already in the door. And now when you add in our powders, it's a one-stop shop, one shop. Whereas some of our other, the other technology, the other people that use plasma-based technologies, they produce a, a few powders. They're not a one-stop shop. Right. So Ober and Duval and Pyrogenesis partnership um, enables us to leapfrog the industry, get into the door with a, a, as part of a, a whole menu of, of product line the, that they're already in the door talking about. So when it's, how does it speak to um, sales? I think based on where what we were thinking of in the past, it clearly will accelerate the opportunities for us to sell into the marketplace with a credible player. So it benefits both Ober and Javal and Pyrogenesis in a very unique sense. It's a, it's like a hand in a glove. It's, it's a perfect union. Right, and I also find it very, I don't know, I'm not sure if many people pick this up in the press release. I also find it very telling that this is mutually exclusive, which means you can't sell to anybody else in Europe and neither can Aubert Javel buy titanium atomized parts from any other provider. So no. what does that say guys about how strong the relationship is? That's how right, not sell competing, a competing product. Last question on this. Last question. Um, this is a mutual exclusive partnership in Europe. Uh, obviously, we've got Asia, we've got North America, we've got other very strong regions around the world. So, any chance that this leads to similar partnerships in other major regions like that? Well, we can't speak to specifics, George, but you can imagine that um, having teamed up with Obert and Javal, who again, I don't want to keep on repeating, who are very conservative, they're well-known in the marketplace, to some degree um, validates what we've been saying in our press releases for some time now. Um, we're, not, we're not going around knocking on doors, George, you know, who wants to be in Asia, who wants to be in North America. What typically happens, it, um, it's a fallout of a conversation which usually starts, would you like to product, usually it starts, would you like to sell us a system? And we say, no, we're not in the business. Well, how about powders? And then it develops that way. And um, I don't think I'd be saying anything out of school by telling you these are natural conversations that have been taking place over the past year. Um, I mentioned it in our press releases that we're speaking to several people uh, about these type of things. And uh, I would be, I don't think 
I don't think I'd be, again, talking out of school if I told you the, the, the recent press release with our partnership with Obert and Javal gives a lot of credibility to what we're offering. All right. So I'm going to, I won't prod you anymore, but that to me says almost stay tuned. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll stay tuned. Gents, last question. Peter, this is actually probably for you. So we're done with the agreements. Again, gentlemen, congrats to your whole team because any one of those agreements, most small cap companies would be jumping up and down as fantastic, you know, business development uh, feats. And you got three of them in the first 10 days. But Peter, what's even more amazing about this, and I got to ask you, this is your second partnership with a, multi, with a multi-billion dollar corporation. The first one was in November, uh, less than two months from the announcement of Ober and Duval. That was with the, the Japanese trading house, multi-billion dollar for your dross right system. Uh, and that was a global partnership. And now you signed this deal with your European partners, uh, whose parent company is a multi-billion dollar you know, corporation. What's happening at Pyrogenesis? Uh, you know, are you now growing out of your skin as that small, really great, you know, technical company uh, in in Montreal and and departing on to your next, uh, you know, major evolution? What what's going on with you guys, and how does the rest of this year look? Because I've never seen something like this. Well, um, to be honest with you, George, it's not really it shouldn't be really uh, unexpected because I've been actually announcing and, 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 and alluding to these type of relationships in my press release for some time now. It just takes a lot longer than somebody may think who's not, uh, uh, who's not involved in these type of conversations. It's not like, okay, uh, let's sign the deal. You want the powders, you want the exclusivity. There's a lots of conversations. There's lots of trips. There's due diligence. There's, you know, make, you know, making sure it fits. Um, and the other thing we found, uh, George is, uh, Teaming up with multi-billion dollar entities like the U.S. Navy uh, with our environmental uh, offering, uh, the multi-billion dollar Japanese trading company for Dross Right, uh, Obert and Duval for Atom Manufacturing. It's, it's, a, it's a strategy that we find is, is, it, it works well for us. And I think we're going to continue doing these type of strategies where we team up with somebody that needs us, is big, and gives us a clear advantage in the marketplace. So you're going to see more of these type of things happening, I believe, uh, I don't know, over the next week, month, year. But it's a clear strategy that's, that's, that's proven, it works well with us, um, for us. And uh, I think you'll see more of that. Well, I can tell you from my experience, one multi-billion dollar partnership is an unbelievable feat for small cap companies. Two, that's, I've, I've never even heard of that. And it's, and it's funny how you categorize it. You almost take it as if, well, it was part of our strategy and, you know, we, we're kind of telegraphing it and it's here. Yeah. The, what you don't realize because, you know, you, 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 you work, you're at Pyrogenesis, that's where your focus is for the rest of us who are really involved in the small cap space. There are a lot of companies, Peter, uh, that hint towards what they may be doing, what they're trying to do, and they've yeah. got big dreams. And they legitimately think it, right? They're not, they're not being, there's nothing nefarious about it. But you're able to pull off not one but two in less than two months. So George, you know, that, that's I, unbelievable. You know, we would have probably preferred to be more evenly distributed over the past year, <laughs> but it's all coming at the same time. It provides, it, prov it provides its own unique challenges. However, having said that, uh, again, we weren't, uh, it didn't take us by surprise. You know, it takes time for these conversations to develop. And so I think we're pretty well, we're, we're prepared for it. And uh, we're very excited about 2019. Very, very excited. Well, distributed or clustered, the one thing remains true. It's the first 10 days of January and you've, 
hit it out of the park with three major contracts. So Thanks, George. congratulations to you, Peter. Yeah. Massimo, congratulations to you on the sales side. And I speak for everybody, I'm sure, when I say congratulations. And uh, let's see, usually at this part, I'd say, let's see what you do for the rest of the year. I'm going to put the pressure on saying, let's see what you do for the rest of the month. <laughs> oh, George, there's only 10 days left. <laughs> no, but all kidding aside, congratulations. And I look forward to seeing what Pyrogenesis is going to do throughout the rest of 2019. George, great being on, your, on the show again. Look forward to speaking to you again. Thank you very much, George. Thank you, gentlemen. You've been watching Peter Pascali, President and CEO of Pyrogenesis Canada, as well as Massimo Dottilo. He's VP of Pyrogenesis Additive, as well as VP of Sales at Pyrogenesis. The company trades on the TSX Venture Exchange on the stock symbol PYR. To do more due diligence, get to Agorcom, punch in the company's name or stock symbol, take a look at all the profile information. It's all summarized greatly there for you. Take a look at all the company's past news. Watch the videos we've done with Peter, because what he said the company's going to do, he's actually doing. And finally, what I really love about what's going on there is Peter has a verified discussion, CEO verified forum there. You can post your questions and you'll get your answers directly from Peter. And that says a lot when a company is that open and accessible. So use that tool for your due diligence. Thanks for watching, everyone. Guys, thanks again for being here. Have a great day. And we'll talk to all of you soon.